Welcome to the DCAT Value Chain Insights Podcast, presented by the Drug, Chemical, and Associated Technologies Association, where you'll hear specially selected articles from our website that feature in-depth analysis on the issues impacting the business of pharmaceutical development and manufacturing. What does the global nature of the pharmaceutical supply chain mean for U.S. policy? In this podcast, we feature an article that looks at proposals from members of Congress and the federal government to incentivize domestic drug manufacturing in the U.S. For the text version of this article, visit DCATVCI.org. This podcast is supported by Cordon Pharma, your one-partner CDMO, for the contract development and manufacturing of APIs, drug products, and associated packaging services. For more information, visit cordonpharma.com. Now let's begin. Drug Supply Chains and U.S.-Based Manufacturing In the wake of the coronavirus outbreak, there is increased evaluation of global drug supply chains. Some members of Congress and the federal government are calling for ways to further incentivize domestic drug manufacturing in the U.S. What proposals are on the table? Global Pharmaceutical Supply Chains The global nature of pharmaceutical supply chains and what that means for U.S. policy has been a topic of discussion. In October 2019, Janet Woodcock, Director of the Center for Evaluation and Research, or CDER, at the FDA, testified before the Subcommittee on Health of the Committee on Energy and Commerce in the U.S. House of Representatives to provide information on the U.S. position in global pharmaceutical supply chains. Historically, the production of medicines for the U.S. population has been domestically based, said Woodcock in her testimony on October 31, 2019. Quote, However, in recent decades, drug manufacturing has gradually moved out of the United States. This is particularly true for manufacturers of active pharmaceutical ingredients, or APIs, the actual drugs that are then formulated into tablets, capsules, injections, etc. End quote. As of August 2019, 28% of the manufacturing facilities making APIs for U.S. markets were based in the U.S. The remaining 72% of the API manufacturers supplying the U.S. market were outside the U.S., which includes 13% in China. The analysis applies to all FDA-regulated products, which includes prescription drugs, branded and generic, over-the-counter drugs, and compounded medications. Outside the U.S., the European Union represents the largest source of APIs manufactured for U.S.-marketed drugs at 26%, representing the historical and current position of EU-based fine chemical and API manufacturers, as well as offshore facilities of pharmaceutical manufacturers. India follows at 18% of API supplied to the U.S., and then China at 13%. In explaining geographic shifts in API production for U.S. marketed drugs over the past decade, Woodcock pointed to a variety of factors, including lower-cost labor costs as a major contributing factor. She cited a 2009 paper by the World Bank, Exploratory Study on Active Pharmaceutical Ingredient Manufacturing for Essential Medicines, which specified if a typical Western API company has an average wage index of 100, 
This index is as low as 8 for a Chinese company and 10 for an Indian company. Note, this analysis, published in 2009, does not reflect subsequent cost adjustments or cost equalization since 2009. She also pointed to lower energy costs, such as electricity and coal, and lower water costs in China, as well as a network of raw materials and intermediary suppliers that can provide lower shipping and transaction costs for raw materials. Proposals for Encouraging U.S.-Based Pharmaceutical Manufacturing The interest by policymakers to incentivize companies to increase drug manufacturing in the U.S. is part of a larger policy goal to increase all domestic manufacturing, including pharmaceutical manufacturing. But that goal has taken on further importance in evaluating global supply chains. In March 2020, U.S. Senators Robert Menendez, Democrat from New Jersey, and Marsha Blackburn, Republican from Tennessee, introduced bipartisan legislation, the Securing America's Medicine Cabinet Act, S-3432, to increase U.S.-based manufacturing of APIs by encouraging and providing incentives for pharmaceutical manufacturing innovation and advanced pharmaceutical manufacturing. The proposed legislation authorizes $100 million to develop centers of excellence in advanced pharmaceutical manufacturing for developing innovation as well as workforce training. These centers would be partnerships between institutes of learning and the private sector. The funding is intended to further encourage drug manufacturers to spur innovations similar to those in other industries, such as automotive, aerospace, and semiconductors and bring drug manufacturing back to the U.S. The bill also calls for the creation of an Advanced Manufacturing Technologies Unit within the FDA to prioritize issues related to national security and critical drug shortages, as well as create additional pharmaceutical manufacturing jobs in the U.S. As in other manufacturing industries, the use of advanced manufacturing, which involves increased automation and other technologies, is seen as a way for U.S.-based manufacturers to compete with other countries, particularly those that may provide lower production costs. This point was underscored by the FDA's Woodcock in her testimony before Congress in October 2019. Speaking from a U.S. public policy perspective, Woodcock noted that advanced manufacturing technology was an important element in achieving U.S. competitiveness in API supply for U.S.-marketed drugs. Using traditional pharmaceutical manufacturing technology, a U.S.-based company could never offset the labor and other cost advantages that China enjoys simply by achieving higher productivity, she said in her testimony on October 31, 2019, before the U.S. House Subcommittee on Health of the Committee on Energy and Commerce in the U.S. House of Representatives. Quote, However, FDA believes that advanced manufacturing technologies could enable U.S.-based pharmaceutical manufacturing to regain its competitiveness with China and other foreign countries and potentially ensure a stable supply of drugs critical to the health of U.S. patients, end quote. As outlined by Woodcock, advanced manufacturing is a collective term for new medical product manufacturing technologies that can improve drug quality, address shortages of medicines, and speed time to market. She explained that advanced manufacturing technology, which the FDA supports through its Emerging Technology Program, has a smaller facility footprint, lower environmental impact, and more efficient use of human resources than traditional technology, 
and includes technologies such as continuous manufacturing and 3D printing. This article will continue in a moment. Support for this DCAT Value Chain Insights podcast is provided by Cordon Pharma. Cordon Pharma's mission is to strive for excellence in supporting global pharmaceutical and biotechnology customers with high-quality products for the well-being of patients. Through a growing network of CGMP facilities across Europe and the U.S., organized under five technology platforms, peptides, lipids and carbohydrates, injectables, highly potent and oncology, small molecules, and antibiotics, Cordon Pharma experts translate complex ideas, projects, and processes at any stage of development into high-value products. For more information about Cordon Pharma's technology platforms, visit cordonpharma.com technology platforms. Other Legislative Proposals Other members of Congress have also introduced legislation to address the U.S. pharmaceutical and medical product supply chain. Another bill introduced in the U.S. House of Representatives in March 2020 would require drug manufacturers of essential drugs and manufacturers of medical devices to disclose source of origin for their products and other manufacturing reporting information. Representative Mike Gallagher, Republican of Wisconsin, and Representative Mark Pocan, Democrat of Wisconsin, introduced the Medical Supply Chain Security Act, H.R. 6049. This bill would provide the FDA authority to analyze sourcing locations of medical products. Companion legislation, S-3343, in the Senate, was introduced in February 2020 by Senator Josh Hawley, Republican of Missouri. The bill would provide new authority to the FDA to request information from manufacturers of essential drugs or devices regarding all aspects of their manufacturing capacity, including sourcing of component parts, sourcing of APIs, use of any scarce raw materials, and any other details the FDA deems relevant to assess the security of the U.S. medical product supply chain. With regard to medical devices, The bill also requires that manufacturers report imminent or forecasted shortages of medical devices to the FDA, just as they currently do for drugs. This new information on devices would be added to the FDA's annual report to Congress on drug shortages. The bill would also allow the FDA to expedite the review of essential medical devices that require pre-market approval in the event of an expected shortage reported by a manufacturer. In October 2019, Representatives John Garamendi, Democrat of California, and Vicki Hartzler, Republican of Missouri, introduced the Pharmaceutical Independent Long-Term Readiness Reform Act, H.R. 4710, that would require the U.S. Department of Defense to identify the vulnerabilities faced by the country's medical supply chains and to only purchase U.S.-made raw materials, medicines, and vaccines for the military. The bill would further require that not later than one year after the date of the enactment of the legislation, the U.S. Secretary of Defense, in consultation with the heads of other appropriate federal departments and agencies, submit to Congress a report on vulnerabilities to the U.S. medicine supply chain. The report would require the following. 1. An identification of any finished drugs and their essential components, including raw materials, chemical components, and active ingredients necessary for the manufacture of medicines whose supply is at risk of disruption during a time of war or national emergency. 2. 
and identification of shortages of finished drugs essential for combat readiness and force protection. 3. An identification of the defense and geopolitical contingencies that are sufficiently likely to arise that may disrupt, strain, compromise, or eliminate supply chains of medicines and their essential components and recommendations for reasonable preparation for the occurrence of such contingencies. 4. An assessment of the resilience and capacity of the current supply chain and industrial base to support national defense upon the occurrence of the contingencies, including with respect to the following. The manufacturing capacity of the U.S., gaps in domestic manufacturing capabilities, including non-existent, extinct, threatened, and single-point-of-failure capabilities, and supply chains with single points of failure and limited resiliency. 5. Legislative, regulatory, and policy changes necessary to avoid, or prepare for, contingencies identified in the report. And 6. Recommendations to diversify supply away from complete dependency on sources of supply in competitor countries and politically unstable countries that may cut off U.S. supply and address critical bottlenecks and mitigate single points of failure. Executive Action Meanwhile, Peter Navarro, Assistant to the President and Director of the Office of Trade and Manufacturing, said in media interviews during the week of March 16, 2020, that he was working with President Donald Trump to finalize an executive order that would provide long-term incentives for U.S.-based companies to produce medications and medical supplies domestically in the U.S. The strategy behind a proposed executive action consists of a multifaceted approach that would require federal agencies to purchase U.S.-produced pharmaceuticals and medical equipment, deregulation, and incentivizing new technologies to encourage domestic production of pharmaceuticals and medical equipment in the U.S. Thank you for listening to the DCAT Value Chain Insights Podcast. A special thanks to our sponsor, Cordon Pharma, your partner for high-quality APIs, drug products, and fully integrated supply solutions. For more information, visit cordonpharma.com. This podcast is brought to you by DCAT, the Drug, Chemical, and Associated Technologies Association. All content contained in this recording is owned by DCAT or used with permission. This recording may not be altered, reproduced, or used in any way without permission from DCAT. For more in-depth analysis on the issues impacting the business of pharmaceutical development and manufacturing, subscribe to our podcast or visit www.dcatvci.org.